Hey, welcome in. Welcome in, you beautiful fucking people. We are here again, episode 40 fucking 6. Coming in with some energy because I am a monotone piece of shit in this interview. So, check it out. Eric's here with me again. So say hi. Yes, I am here. I am here. Once again. Excited. Excited for episode 46. Excited (laughs) for our special guest. No spoilers, but no spoilers. Yes, there's a special guest besides my dog Bandit. Did you say the podcast name? No, no, I did not. This is the Ono oh Disc Golf Podcast. If this is your first time here, welcome to this mess of a show that Eric and me, Kyle, put on. We are here to talk about disc golf and any random shit that we decide to talk about. But today we have some exciting. We have an exciting guest. And but first, my wonderful co-host, Eric Wolverton. What's up, everybody? Eric, what's your tangent of the day? Tangent of the day is check out Simon Lazat's Vlogmas Day 5. I'm sure most of you people watch all of the Vlogmases, but number five is extra special because it has a local player, Blake Weber, or Let's Go Disc Golf. Um, on there, I don't want to give any spoilers, but uh, it's just cool to see to see pros or local people doing stuff with pros. Yeah, it's pretty sweet. He doesn't have that huge of a platform, so that's like you know that he's like our size. So yeah, yeah. So it's yeah, it's just cool to see him see him get out there. So congrats, dude. That's awesome. I dig it. Community support, community man. Let's For go. Sure. Let's go. Well, when Let's I was go. researching names, because, like, we're oh no, I had to look up Let's right. Go first. It was already taken, him. obviously. <laughs> and we're not good, too. So it was like, eh, it's probably not the best decision to lie right off the bat. I mean, you can say Let's Go, even on, you know. Not if you're go. bad. Disco. No. You know, no. Like, you don't deserve it if you suck. But it's not. It's like, it's you more know, like, Let's like, Go. Hey. Like, let's get out of here because I'm embarrassed. Hey, let's go disc golf. See? It's easy. Hey, let's go get out of here because my shot was so bad. Don't be a sissy. We all have bad shots sometimes. That's life. No. If you you can't get enough of us here, go check us out over on either our Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, YouTube. We have a Patreon. If you want to get 5% off of our... Fuck. If you want to get 5% off over at... StarframeDiscs.com. That's StarframeDiscs.com. Use code ONO, that's O-H-N-O, to get 5% off. You can use the same exact code, O-H-N-O, over at our Teespring store, teespring.com, backslash stores, backslash ONO, disc golf, O-H-N-O-D-I-S-C-G-O-L-F. Use code ONO to get free shipping over there if you want some sick-ass merch. Hey, guess what, too? We're going to have some new sick-ass merch coming to you guys soon, getting some new designs put together, and it should be the tits. So keep your eyes peeled for not actual tits. <laughs> Best ad read ever. Just put so it, we're clear. <laughs> just Yeah, just so we're clear. It's not actually tits. <laughs> Uh, today's episode, episode 46, we are going to talk a little bit about the Dark Rebel, and we have a awesome interview with Garza Disc Golf. Yay! So, at about, I'm not even going to try that, so, three or four of my friends all messaged me what the, about the Dark Rebel. I don't know how many people seen it, but Innova put out the original fd mold and they called it the dark rebel or if you go to the pga and look at the approved discs it's called the fairway disc because they can't call it the fairway driver because that is owned by Discmania. it's cool don't get me wrong so it's the same disc but it's not no but it is just yeah it's, it's just no it's the same disc but it's not 
No, it's it's not. No, but it is. It is. No, it, it is. But, but it it's, is. It's just there is. It is. It's there's no not part. Oh, of it. okay, okay. Um, but, but yeah, because Innova not. used to make the FD. Uh, they just have it out in S line right now with kind of a I don't know what would you call him a magician uh, a ninja kind of looks like I a saw ninja, somebody right? said that there was a dick in there somewhere. Yeah, his knee kind of looks like a dick because I didn't like, see it's like it. Just it's just like his it's just like his his knee what's it called upper leg. It and doesn't his knee. To, to me. I didn't see it. Eh, it's close enough. It kind of looks like a dick, but it's not like that's a dick. Oh yeah. I guess you'll have to wipe the whole the rest of the stamp and see. Then we'll really know. Yeah, so somebody do that. Wipe the rest of the stamp except for the dick part so we can see if it looks like a dick. This is important science, guys. I didn't order any. I'll wait till they come out again maybe if I have extra cash just to try it out. But just wasn't in the in the market for another FD right now. Wasn't in the disc buying mood. I sent him the link right away after I saw it and I was like, oh, he's going to poop his pants. Nope. Nope. I like. I've never been a fan of the S line FDs. I'm more of the glow. I like the expensive ones. <laughs> He's a fancy. Unfortunately, bitch. yeah. Unfortunately, expensive discs fly better. They do. Expensive and dyed discs fly better. Uh, so I was just curious, and it's got me thinking: what other molds are they going to reproduce? And how are they going to choose which ones they reproduce? The one I want more than anything is a CD2 because I don't know how long it's going to take for Dismania to reproduce that. I mean, they could make a lot of money. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, but like a lot of people say that they already have so many discs that are close to it because Innova already made them. So which ones are worth re, you know, remaking, I guess? Probably none of them. Probably none. Well, that's okay. But that's a boring answer. <laughs> Well, I mean, so they remade the P2s in in three different companies. They got the Firefly for Nate Stexon, which is P2s. They have uh, Omega-4, and they have the Alpaca, which are all, like, just a P2 mold, you know. In a different company. That's it. In a different skin. Yeah. It's stupid. I don't get it. Innova just molds all the discs. They're just booming. Business is a booming. You know... But where's the originality? They're where's the difference between made two it. fucking companies? Why? Why would two? Why have two companies? Mm-hmm. Doesn't make any fucking sense to me. Well, this mania was like a complete separate thing. They to just, me, like, it's like the illusion of choice. Again, it's all it is. It's like you you want a bunch of choices. We want to have the idea that we have all these choices for discs. It's it's two companies. No, there's like. Eight companies at least. <laughs> Maybe four. Give it a year, they'll all be bought by Walmart. Innova. Or Jeffrey Bezos. Trilogy. And and we're Gateway. gonna be bought by Jeffrey Bezos too. Check get out Prodigy. check out our podcast on Amazon Music. No, just Dismania. I'm just kidding. I uh, I mean Astoplast. You made a pretty big claim. Now I have to prove you wrong. Oh, okay. Well, did you? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Did cool. you not hear me name them? No, I'm proud of you. You win, I'm wrong. You always are. For tonight's special guest, we have the true forehand master. Some even call him the forehand assassin, Andrew Garza, or just Garza, whatever you call him. <laughs> so what's up, Andrew wow. Garza? That was like the best introduction you've done, I think. That ah, dude. Yeah, no, I, I enjoyed that one. It all came from him. He he gave me all the <laughs> lines. I just said them. Yeah, yeah. You guys, you guys are out here calling Tony the forehand specialist. Like, come on, man. I know you knew him before me, but still. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, it was just uh, it was shocking for me at first when I first played with Tony, just to see someone play like almost strictly forehands, and it's before I really yeah like knew mm. you, so it was quite uh quite shocking because gotcha. I'm mostly backhand. Gotcha, that's fair. Anyways, thanks guys for having me on. This, I'm very excited for this. Yeah. Glad to have you on, bud. Thank you, thank you. My name's Andrew Garza. Almost no one calls me that. I'm basically known as Garza in the disc golf community. Um, I am currently I'm currently up at Ferris. I'm studying criminal justice. Let's see. I've been playing for, I want to say, eight-ish years now. I've been playing since I was in middle school, I believe. So I've been playing for quite a while. 
this is going to be my fourth year competitively playing. I've been basically competitive since getting out of high school. Uh, I'm um, sponsored by Disc Baron based out based in um, Grand Rapids. They have a store and they're online, discbaron.com. You can use code 112850 for 10% off of your all purchases. Yeah, love it. How long you uh, been sponsored by Disc Baron for? I've only been sponsored by them for one year. One of my best friends, Zach Sherman, he's pretty up and coming in the um, Michigan Open, like the Open division. He's like nine... High 960s, low 970s rated. Hit me up one day. He's like, hey, want me to get you on the team? I'm like, I won't say no. <laughs> and then like a couple weeks later, he's like, hey, um, I just talked to Jacob, DB, and told him about your disc golf channel, how involved you are with the community, your social media following. And he said, you got, you've got a spot if you want it. So I wasn't going to deny that. Like right. just that nice of a thing for me. Oh, for sure. That was almost impossible to say no to. Oh, for sure. Hell yeah. Disparance is a sweet, <laughs> sweet online store. I've never right? been to the shop. I'm sure that's cool, too. I don't want to think anyone's. I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> I've I've yet to actually beat the shop when it's set up. Like, the when I went to talk to Jacob about the sponsorship and such, it was it was a mess. Like they were just they were just resetting it up because the shop was just getting brand new again. But there's still so much stuff, and from what I've seen, it looks so good now. I want, I need to head down there to visit. Yeah. Uh, so you mentioned something about a YouTube channel. Why don't you uh, tell us a little bit about that? Yep, Garza Disc Golf on YouTube. That is also one of my Instagrams. My other Instagram is Garza one one two eight five zero. That is Garza one 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 two eight five zero. Is more so my personal life, my tournament life. Garza Disc Golf on Instagram is a lot of just funny clips, stuff from the channel. I started a, t- a TikTok. I'm going to start posting TikToks onto my um onto that Instagram channel. But yeah, the um YouTube channel is just basically me having fun. Um, I've done do a bunch of challenges. I've created my own like um extreme putting challenge, which is where like I'll do around the 10, five straddles, five regular stagger putts. And then like after each round, I have to do something like take a shot. Or when I first did it, it was like 26 degrees. I had to take off a layer of clothing each time I did a round. Strip challenge. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. A strip challenge. (laughs) And that one, that one gets demonetized real quick. (laughs) Really quick. Got labeled, got labeled as adults. adult <laughs> Um, but yeah, we just do a bunch of fun stuff. I get my, I've got my roommates on that one a couple times. Haven't done a ton with like the guys from back in the Tri Cities because I haven't really had time to. The summer was like the main one that I had it, and I wasn't really doing much with it. So I was just like gathering a bunch of videos together, and then I just compiled them all into one. I'm hoping to once. It gets warm again. I'm going to start getting active with that again because mainly because my phone doesn't work real well in the cold. But like I did a video at Toboggan with like Mitch Clock, Adam Kiplinski, and Christian yep. Mayday. That was a Watch ton that. of fun. Yeah, that was that was an entertaining time. Once we go on our spring break trip for the Ferris Disc Golf team, I plan on doing some filming there. That's going to be an awesome time. I already know our last spring break was awesome. And I wish I kind of got that on film. I hopefully have a bunch of plans for that. I have plans for the, the Instagram channel, closing in on 500 on that. So I'm going to do a giveaway on that here soon. Let's go. Yeah. So if you just want to go watch some entertaining failures, um, just us having fun, get to see some people you don't get to see filmed, go go check out my YouTube channel. It's a great time. Nice casual disc golf. This is like the perfect you know platform to cross promote that on because people who like fail videos <laughs> amateur videos yeah, it's like exactly it's what we do yeah what, so like, yeah, yeah i see it if you want to laugh there's literally a video of me hitting the same tree three times in a row i dig it yeah his best video it's not it's no fun when it's no fun when you take it too seriously right for sure I think I did one where I I took a five on sixteen at Cassidy. 
Oh. Actually, never been to Cassidy yet. Come on out. Well, we got a lot of snow right now, so not right now. <laughs> well, it'd be a challenge. It'd be yeah. it'd be fun, quote unquote. <laughs> it'd be fun, but I'd be hating myself. Right, like but... it's a challenge, but fun. That's that's how I was at the last league day when I was learning that I had COVID. Oh. <laughs> fun. Just like this is fun, but I can barely breathe. <laughs> this sucks. Yeah, exactly. So, how did you originally get into disc golf? No, you said it was like middle school. So, so we knew our neighbors did it, and we're like, that sounds like a lot of fun. And so, like one year, my dad brought a ball. It's like what almost everyone gets who's getting into this golf gets it, the Innova starter pack, the AVR, the shark and the leopard, all the X plastics. And like, all like one first, the best way to start. Yeah, exactly. And first time out, it was a ton of fun. We had so much fun with it and we just kept on going out. And one night we went out to St. Charles on a Tuesday and it was just packed. And we were like, what the hell is going on? And some guys had shops set up. And we talked to him. They're like, oh, yeah, it's league night. And we're like, oh, that's cool. There's, like, leagues to this and everything. Near the end of senior year high school, a couple guys that I knew, we, we had also introduced a couple of my friends to it. They started talking about this guy named Brian. They're like, this dude's really good. He's so good at this sport. Like, he's pro and everything. I'm like, oh, that's kind of cool. And so after we graduated, my buddy, one of the guys was like, hey, I'm going out with Ryan. Come with us. I'm like, okay. And it was uh, Ryan Anderson. So, um, pretty sick. Obviously, one of the best, probably the best in the Tri Cities. Oh, yeah. Really cool guy. Immediately got along with him. And then a couple of days later, he's like, hey, we're hanging out to Frankenmuth. And then um, it was Ryan and uh, Todd Lewis as well. Another just amazing guy. And I got to talking with them more. I played with them more. And me and Ryan talked and talked. It's like, yeah, there's like leagues Monday, Tuesday, blah, 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 blah. You should come out. I'm like, okay. And so I finally did come out and it was, it was plastic time. I, I still remember my first, um, my first league night was at Wicks Park and it was just a blast of a time. It was such a good time. And then I think like that week, I also went out to Midland for leagues and got partnered up with Chris Rozier. So like, that was a great time. Oh. And it was just like this community, like I almost immediately realized, like this is such an awesome community, and it was just so much fun. And then eventually, Ryan really took me under his wing once I started coming to the leagues and everything. And he was just he's such a good teacher. He I went my first tournament ever was out at Frankenmuth, the Gyro Blues or whatever it was, and okay. it was a flex start. So Ryan got to be on my card and like show me the rules of. Of tournament play and right. uh yeah, how to play tournaments, like all the rules. And it's just it's been a blast ever since. It's the best way to do it. Yep. Definitely learned some from some really good players. Yeah, no, they're they're amazing. I I still I'll still watch Ryan and just be like, what the hell is that, man? <laughs> like I got I caddied him um when he shot hot round at States and it was just a blast. He missed like he missed like two putts. And both of them were, like, kind of spit out. So it was just, like, you're insane. Then just, yeah. Ryan, Ryan's been a great teacher, top, top teacher. There's just a bunch of good guys in the area that will happily teach you and bring you into sport and make you so welcome. You're so right about the community, man. Yeah, there's, like, no matter where I've gone, like, Grand Rapids, Tri-Cities, Big Rapids, just like north or the Detroit area, amazing community of disc golfers. Like there are very few people that I've like met in this one. I'm like, you're not necessarily a great person. Like all of them have either been, you are awesome. Like you're an awesome person. This just brings out like the best in people, I feel. Hard to be mad when you're throwing plastic. Exactly. So uh, what was the first course you played at or like you grew up on kind (sighs) of? I say it was St. Charles. Okay. Yeah, it was it was St. Charles because um we started before Wix was even built yet. So starting St. Charles, our neighbors showed us um Frankenmuth as well, which like kind of strayed from at the beginning because we didn't have none of us had distance. So like we 
you go out the hole 13 and you're just happy to take a seven on right. it. Now I'm like, I'm like sad if I don't have a look for a three. And then when you don't have the distance, you just end up hiking up and down hills the whole time. Yeah. And then it's just like you hit a tree and it just rolls down. You got to yep. go get it. All right. Skipping this hole. On to the next one. <laughs> yeah, that was the first course where I was like, man, this is like a really like this is a marathon. Like, holy shit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Flip City will do that to you, too. I went to not this past season, but the season before I did the um the Flip City Open Yam 2. It was my very first Yam 2 event. And while I was there during the second round, Tony and Todd came up so Todd could show Tony the course. And then, like, Tony texted me later, like, hey, come to the hotel. Just come hang out with us tomorrow. I'm like, okay. And, like, in the middle, middle of the first of the second round, I, like, went to the TD. I'm like, hey, can you throw me on the wait list for tomorrow? He's like, yeah, sure, that's fine. And then I get there, like, yeah, no, you're in. And so having to hike Flip City for four rounds into in two days – I was dead tired after that one. Yeah. That's that tough. is a marathon. Yeah. Or so I've heard. I've never made it there. so Highly recommend. Definitely a bucket list one for Michigan. Yeah. Uh, I also heard you mention something about the Ferris Disc Golf Team. You want to talk about that? Yes. The Ferris Golf Team. Um, well, it's, it's oh. club, but it's club yeah, sports. We are, um, yeah, I wish it was an actual, actually, this starting this year, we can start getting scholarships for it and everything, so that's Sick. pretty fucking dope. Yeah. Um, uh, the team is four-time national champions in collegiate. We just won our, well, the girls just won their first national championship last year in the 2021 season, but it's such an awesome time. Do you do it as like a team or is it more individual? So the way it's done is in a collegiate tournament, you have a round of team dubs and an individual round. What team dubs means on teams of four that are split into doubles and it's like almost alternating. So like say me and you were a partner and then Eric and Tony were a partner. We we would drive the even holes and then they would alternate shot. So we would drive, they would upshot, they would, we would putt, and then whoever drew, and then whoever didn't drive on the hole before would go drive on the second, on the next gotcha. hole. And then, so we do, we do one round of those, and then we go and do an individual round. And all those scores are averaged out to, for your final score. That's really cool. Yeah. And so, like, our coach, great guy, Leonard Jensen, he's part of the Michigan Hall of Fame and everything. So that kind of shit, Eric, that's what I'm saying they should do for the pros, too. So pro teams doing that kind of shit. That would be fucking, I think, pretty cool. Oh, yeah, that that would be that would be awesome. Sorry. Sorry to, I, I do. No, you're good. You're good. I that guy's, you time. I actually do like that idea. That would be a cool thing to see. So basically, we... Most of the time, we're just practicing. We have a couple of collegiate events each year. Like, we start off in Bluegill, which, again, another great course here. I would highly suggest that if you ever get a chance. What, what was it called? Bluegill. Bluegill, gotcha. Yeah. And then... Um, own, where's that at? That one's kind of in the Grand Rapids area. I can't remember exactly what town it is, but it's like an hour south of me, so that's how I got it. Sermon. Cool beans. Yeah. So, like, my first year we did it, we had one, we started off in Bluegill, and then we went down to Toledo to go to the to University of Toledo's home course and face off against them. And then we went to Mills, and then, like, all this time, everyone's trying to get um, qualifiers for national championships, just like a, a state's birth or something like that. And then um, we get to do a full spring break trip. The only one that I've gotten to go on so far, we went down to um, Memphis, but like on our way down to Memphis, we um, we hit up the first day, we hit up a tournament in Kalamazoo, and then we drove down to Illinois that day, stayed the night in Illinois, and then we were driving, we're driving um, 
vertically down Illinois. So it took us two day trip to even get through there. But then um, we hit up a couple of courses in Illinois. One of them, it's called North Sandusky. One of the greatest courses I've ever thrown. And I will, I will stay on that hill. It was a really great course, really well-maintained, just a fun course for holes, really cool scenery. It's really good. And then, um, so we go throw two cor- two rounds there, traveled a little more south, hit another course, went down to Memphis, and then we went and actually got to go throw Jonesboro because that's where we were going to do a tournament there weekend because we were going to do the team dubs on the actual Jonesboro disc side of heaven course. And then there's a little rec course there as well where they were going to do singles for like the lower level people while the higher level guys went into Jonesboro again singles and it was just a blast of the time I still on my Instagram I still video I came like maybe a foot or two away from acing hole six over the water and it was just a great experience and it's just been a ton of fun I've learned it's like I've learned a lot from these guys as well. I've gotten to improve getting out like almost every day, helped my arm improve, like work on accuracy, work on putting. It's just been such great learning experience. Yeah, that sounds I awesome. I wish I went to yeah. college. Another just great community of people as well. That's pretty sweet to combine disc golf and college. I like that. Oh, yeah. Especially as a competitive outlet for people. Yeah, pretty soon you'll be taking on the SBSU club. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. I, I hope they can get going. I've talked with like Brendan Brill and Max. Oh, I don't know how to pronounce his last name. I've talked to them about it, and they want to do it so badly. So wait, it's not official. Like it's not officially going. I like something. Or... They're not. Yeah, they're not quite official. But I, but like obviously you you saw the post in the Tri Cities. It's coming pretty close to okay. what it seems. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a textbook skimmer, so I didn't get all the details. I'm just like, oh, SVSU Disc Golf Club. Cool. And then moved on. So, <laughs> Gotcha, gotcha. So uh, what are your big goals for this upcoming season? Oh, be back over 900. I went on Midland Open this year. Best, like, averaged out tournament I've ever thrown. Like, it was like, <laughs> it should... This shouldn't be. It should be higher. I'm a better player than this. But it was like a 920-some average tournament. So I'm, like, happy. I came in third. Could have easily had for first, like, five, like, within the last five holes and then have a, like, 10-footer spit out. But um, and then after that, I went on such a slump. Like, I was, like, 904 rated at the time. And then D-Glow, Ledgestone, Mount Pleasant Open, Deer Open, all below, almost all of them below my rating and tanked my rating that 869. And it's just like, at, near, at the end of the year, I'm just like, yeah, I don't even care at this point. I know, I'm, I know that's not my rating. I'm, I've just got to keep at it next year and get that back up. For sure. You know you can shoot better. It's just about putting it putting it together. Oh yeah, those together and doing it consistently is the tough thing. It's a game of perfection. Oh yeah, yeah. There's been like very few like consistent stretches of tournaments that I've had. Like I guess this year the stretch of local tournaments from Wix to Freeland and Midland. Like I did pretty well at all of them, but yeah. it's just I should be doing better, and I know I can be doing better. You will. We're all always improving. So what's the what's the biggest obstacles or what's gonna possibly stop you from achieving achieving that goal? Or do you got more goals? Well, another goal is just to get backhands. <laughs> get a backhand. Yeah, get a backhand. Yeah, I'm, a good goal. Yeah. Get a backhand and putt better and get mental blocks out. I've done I did really well this year with getting mental blocks, getting over mental blocks, because I used to have really bad mental game that would just throw tournaments away from me. But if I can't, like, looking back at the tournaments, I, I step away from, like, I did really well that round or that really high-rated round. Looking back, my putting has been one of my biggest things. If I can feel good putting, I that's, like, such a big thing for me. Because, like, I can... 
scramble like a motherfucker, like almost any any tournament. I can scramble like crazy. I'm really good at scrambling, but I still have to make those pots, save those pars. And right. once I get my I'm more worried about my putting than my backhand, if I'm being honest, just because of how versatile I know my backhand, my um, my forehand is. Yeah, yeah, I've watched. I've, like I said, he's the forehand assassin. I feel like I'm introducing a wrestler every time I say that. <laughs> well, yes. the forehand assassin. I mean, that's what that's why Tony wanted to do the mullet. He wanted me to be like Eddie Guerrero. There we Latino go. Heat. I like it. I had a question. I was going to build off of that, but I forgot it. Oh, well. Oh, biggest obstacles. What's going to, what do you think can stop you from, from getting in the way of your goals? Uh, mental game. Definitely mental game. Like, I can go out there. I can, well, I don't know. I have to figure out how to get into a tournament mindset, but at the same time, not be in a tournament mindset. Because I can go out and I can, Go to Wix. I can throw like three down, just great throwing. And then I'm going, I know, like, just feel great. Just be comfortable. Just be relaxed. And I know I can't do that during the tournament just because I can't get like that feeling of relaxedness. Like when I'm more relaxed, that's when I'm doing good. Yeah. I always say the hardest part is keeping, riding that line in between like competing and having a good time. Because you still have to have that like competitive fire. But if you're just all competitive, you're going to get yourself way burned out way early on it. Right. Like, if you're all competitive, you're going to have a couple bad holes, and then it's just going to go down to the shitter. Yeah. I can't remember what I was watching. Oh, sorry. You go. No, you're you're good. I was just going to say, there's something I was watching where you got to have, like, an on-off switch. Like, as soon as you walk up to your throw, Mm -hmm. you got to turn on the competitive part and then turn it off and then just go back to having fun. Until your next shot. Yep, that's exactly what it is. Yeah. Like, look at, like, I want to get into the mindset, like, when I'm at the chestnut nubs. Like, we're just out there having fun, and we're, I'm shoot, and, like, no matter how I'm shooting, I know, like, John Arabest is going to be, like, right there with me. We're just going to be having fun, just jamming out some, just jamming out to Shania Tanks or, um, or the Guardians of the Galaxy soundtrack. We're just gonna be out there having fun, and it and it works. Like I, during the summer one, I went off and I shot extremely well, and then we won one am two. Like that's why that's how I need to find myself in sanctioned tournaments. Yeah, get that casual round feel in the tournament. Exactly. So, uh, who is your your favorite pro disc golfer? I'd probably have to say. Eric Gerthy, just because like I've gotten I've gotten to deal with him a couple times, and he is one of the one of the friendliest people. Like um, I've had, I've gotten to deal with him online, like with um, with like waffles and such. And like if you look back there, like that white disc there, the one the one the one like directly over the Mexican flag on the right left side, I guess for you guys. Um, Unfortunately, the viewers won't. This is just for just for us. Yeah, but um, they're both they're both signed by him, and both times like I was dealing so, with them. Real quick, just a waffle. Like you, you got a disc directly from. Yeah, yeah, he, himself. yeah. Like he was waff, like he was waffling off a uh, Sonic, and then one of the um emperors, like one of eight hundred from his collection, and he signed them both, and he was just so nice about it. And then um, come Deglo. I got another disc time. I'm like, oh, yeah, I've got a couple of your discs. I've got enough waffles, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, oh, cool. Thanks for the support, blah, blah, Nice guy. Very nice guy. And then, like, I took a picture with him, and I made it my profile picture. And he's like, hey, man, it was great meeting you. I didn't, like, he, didn't, he was like, I didn't realize that that was you, blah, blah, blah. And then, like, next day, he's like, hey, gee, how you doing? Man, how are you? And it's just the coolest guy. And then the other week, he actually just followed me on Instagram, which was another just extremely cool thing. Yeah, for sure, dude. Yeah, no. uh, he seems like just like one of those really, really genuine people. I mean, there, it seems like a lot really of the pros genuine. are, but I would say he's up at the top. Yeah, at Deglo, I just got to meet so many nice people. Um, let's Zach Melton was extremely nice. 
Thomas Gilbert was really nice. Um, I can picture his face. Oakley was extremely nice. There's just a lot of us genuinely good people. And like even people like Drew Gibson was pretty chill. And not he doesn't have like the best rep. Um Adam Hammes was really cool. And I know people aren't necessarily the biggest fan of him, but he was really nice. Walked up to him in Barella and got signatures from him. But oh Eric, were you were you in the community when KJ came last year? Nope. I like played disc golf, but I wasn't didn't live anywhere near Saginaw, so Okay, gotcha. Yeah. So KJ just randomly came because he has family in Saginaw, apparently. He was staying with them. He came to Freeland Leagues and just such a nice guy. I got, talked to him for like 30 seconds, maybe. And then that was so that was on Wednesday. And then on Friday, he offered up a challenge to like 40 bucks to play me. If you win, you get your 40 bucks back. If I win, I get the 40 bucks. Okay. Might as well, and then he was going to give everyone a stroke handicap for every 10 points of rating difference there was. And so I was going to go, I went to the thing on Friday. So like I, I said, yeah, I'll take a spot on Saturday. And he was playing one on Friday as well. And so I was going to go meet up with like Kane and a couple guys to drive out to Hunt's Hideaway that night. And as I'm pulling up and walking up to 18, he's coming out. He's like, hey, guys, how you doing? Just like, okay, that was cool. He remembered me. Right. And then this year at D-Glow, he didn't, like, he didn't come this year again. And last round, I saw him. I was walking up to him. And he just looks right at me and goes, hey, Garza, how you doing, man? I'm like, oh, that was such a cool thing, thing like that. He remembered me from like over a year ago. Right. Good memory, that guy. Like, I don't fanboy much, but I did. I don't it's okay. You can fanboy. We fanboy a lot here, so... We do, yeah. Hey, I'm not gonna judge. I just try not to. Yeah, it's tough. You just have to remember that people are people, right? But yeah, you're allowed to fanboy for a second. Like, right, oh shit, enough. is this real? Yeah, yeah. It's just cool because the the like what we consider the superstars are so much closer, right? You know, closer to the community than any other sport out there. Yeah, like um. Last year when KJ came, I heard that, and one girl was like, "Ooh, like someone have a celebrity crush?" She's like, "Does it really count as celebrity?" I'm like, "Hey, for us it does." Yep, there are celebrities. Yeah, it's a big name for us. It's just like like any community that's like any kind of community. You have your celebrities. So just to just to swing back to the Garrett Gerthy thing, and I already have this question answered, but I was going to ask if you modeled your game after him. Um, since he's only backhand mostly, I'd say no, right? That and I do. I don't play for distance. Like I have, especially for being forehand only. I have a distance. I can I can consistently get like close to four hundred ish, which I'm happy about. And and obviously, Gerthy's one of the biggest arms in the world. Like I know I don't have that. I'm not going to try pretending like I have that. I'm going to play my game i'm gonna put it into a spot that's going to be most beneficial for me yep not because when i try going all out it just goes badly and i look like a fool you're gonna throw your arm out before you're 25 <laughs> yeah yeah i mean full... <laughs> that's that's the one thing i'm slightly worried about I, I know i'm like i need the backhand just in case i do throw my arm out yeah yeah i mean throwing just under 400 with a forehand is is pretty sick like that is that is way useful yeah so what's your favorite disc Whew, that's that's a hard one i've got i know they won't be able to see it but these tour series they just came out with again in the tour series bets They've been, ever since I started throwing one, it's been an absolute can you, staple. Can you in the say bag. that one more time for me? Sorry, I kind of cut out. Luis Safakis, um, 2019 Tour Series Corvettes. Like, I can put them at Heiser, they'll flip up, put them at Ironheiser, they'll hold it. It's just such a money desk. It's been my, like, long bomber. I've got two in the bag. I would have, so I have to say if it's either this or the, I'm really loving the 2021 Tour Series um, pigs as well. And then just just because I know 
Tony will give me shit if I don't say this. 2019 Firebirds are also one of the most money disc ever. One of the most reliable disc I've ever thrown. We're going to accidentally start a fight between you and Tony. <laughs> I would I'll get run. Thrown. If it was I'll me, get I thrown, would run. I'm fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah no. He's a big dude. Yeah. I didn't realize how big he was until I met him in person. I was like, oh my gosh, he's like a whole head taller than me. Oh yeah, I gotta meet Tony. I gotta meet Tony in my very first tournament ever at um Freedom. No, second tournament ever. It was his first tournament ever. First round of the Freedom Wildlife Fest 2019. And we just immediately like really cool guy. And then like um <laughs> he added me on Facebook and I didn't realize it was him because it was under Anthony and not Tony. And then he called me out on the Facebook page because we were talking about doing tags. I'm like, oh, that's who you are. And then we've just become like the greatest friends ever since. Like I, I, I roomed with him for Deagle. I roomed with him for Ledgestone and just such a genuinely nice guy. I, I never have anything bad to say about Tony. So uh, what does disc golf mean to you? So when I was in middle school and high school, I always had cross country as like a competitive outlet because I love competing. Competing is just in my mind, one of the funnest things. It gives you, gives me a purpose. It gives me goals. And so after senior year cross country, I'm like, I don't really want to continue with running. My knees are bad. And even now they're still pretty bad. So um, I'm like, I kind of want to find something else. And so that's when I started getting more and more into disc golf and finding out about like how competitive it gets. And for me, it's an outlet for my competitiveness. It's a really fun outlet for my competitiveness. And it's just an amazing way to meet just some of the most amazing people in this world. If you did, if you didn't find disc golf, what sport or like competitive outlet do you think you would have went with? That's that's a hard question. That's honestly like something I've thought about a lot. I'm like, I don't know how to answer that question to be honest. Like, you got nothing, I no backup, hundred percent in ball ball deep on disc golf. Yeah, that's kind of how I am at this point. Like, I don't know where I would be without disc golf. Like, every basically almost everyone I talk to nowadays is a disc golfer. Her, everyone I hang out with nowadays is I met through disc golf. Like, it's just such an amazing community. It, like, <laughs> like, I've never felt like more just accepted and a part of a community than disc golf. Like, these guys, like, even if I don't talk to them every day, hit me up, like, hey, let's go throw around. Fuck yeah, let's go do, do it. Hey, well, let's go hang out. It's just like such good guys. Like after the Wix tournament, friend, we, is a friend for life. Yeah, exactly. After, after the Wix term, like it's just a bunch of went over to Tony's house and one hung out up here. Like after States, we go out to B-dubs and just go have fun. Like it is the most amazing community you will ever find. And if you, and then like, the people that like looking at it and it's like, oh, it's just a bunch of potheads. Like, no, get to meet them. They're potheads, but they're such cool people. <laughs> they are potheads. Like, yeah, but... you're right. But, but, you're right, but that doesn't them. make them a bad person. Yeah, yeah I feel like I don't yeah. trust that pothead over you any day. <laughs> I, mean, I always feel like half of the people at like a disc golf tournament are either a pothead or were a pothead at some point. Or they go to church like all the time. <laughs> yep, it's one or the yeah, other. Yeah, I definitely see what you mean there. I mm. I do agree with that. It's a great like it's great because everyone gets along for the most yeah, part. Yeah, right. Everyone like, just you'll shows see up. So much. Yep, you have your thing. <laughs> yep, you, there's a ton of bickering online, but when it comes down to it, we're all going to be civil and friendly to each other. All right, I just have one suggestion: if you lose disc golf, join a wiffle ball league. That's all I got. Dude, that would, that would actually be fun. I did, um, my my senior year of high school, I did play some softball, but I wasn't, like, as into that because our team was not good at all. Like slow pitch softball? I mean, if you ever want to as well, yeah. Eric and I are starting up a, a fantasy water polo league. That's going to oh, be yes. a big thing, yeah. Hell yes. <laughs> you guys ever, no. like, have you guys ever done fantasy disc golf? We tried this year. 
There's there's like yeah. two episodes where we talk about it and then we lose all interest in it. Oh, we did, okay. we did that with a lot of things actually. Gotcha. So yeah. I actually, me and a bunch of my teammates from Ferris actually did it this year, and what we did was um the grip six pickums on U disc. That's how we would we did like all of the pro tour and um like worlds and USDGC, and then it was just whoever had lowest combined total at the end of the thing won it okay and it worked really well to do most of those it was just we failed at (laughs) getting all of them for sure (laughs) gotcha Uh, yeah we ended up making our own game we called it fire rounds we just tried to pick like whoever was going to have like the hottest round of the day oh okay yeah no that's an interesting that's a good one too but yeah like the way we did it worked really well until it was um until it was in September, and I realized I hadn't kept score since June, so. <laughs> it's pretty tough then. <laughs> yeah, I had to do a lot of work. Yeah, oh, yeah, we, yeah we, were, uh, we were about middle of the pack of, of tournaments doing our fire rounds, and then we both just, like, forgot about them for a good <laughs> oh, four yeah, or five do... tournaments. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we had a group chat, and then it would just be, and then it would be like Thursday night, and one of the guys would send in their picks. It's like, oh shit, we have like thirteen hours. Go make sure you get yours in. <laughs> right, it's funny. I'd still forget. Yeah, Eric, I haven't asked a question yet. I should probably ask one. Dude, you don't get to ask my question. I think I've asked a couple. You don't get to ask my question. I'm excited for this question. Right, oh, this is your question. Yeah, this is all yeah. you. Yeah, this is all you, Eric. Go for it. All right. Now, the answer that everybody tuned in to hear you answer: Hot dogs. Are they a taco or are they a sandwich? Okay, it's a taco, and here's why. So there's, <laughs> so there's called the cube rule, right? And how the cube rule world cube rule works is um there's seven different ways there's seven different types of food there's toast there's a sandwich there's tacos there's quiche there's pie and there's something else something like that but anyways it's based off of the starch on the food so if your if your meat or your vegetables are surrounded by three on three sides by starch it's a taco which makes a a hot dog a taco and then, like, if it's just, like, one piece of starch, it's a, to- it's a piece of toast or stuff like that. The cube rule. Yeah. Look it up. It'll explain everything. It I means gotcha. cake is lasagna, too. So you're basically saying that a hot dog is a meat peninsula in a sea of bun. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I guess, yes. Exactly. Now you just made it more confusing. Now it's more confusing. <laughs> Good. A hot dog is Here's the real American question. Taco. Can you putt a hot dog? Mm, you could probably find some way to. Just take it, just smash <laughs> yeah. it a little bit, give it a little more aerodynamics. <laughs> Maybe if you flatten out the bun. Yeah, just flatten the bun, take a take a fucking um mallet or hammer, meat hammer, or whatever you want to call it. Shit. I don't want to yeah. call it meat hammer. Um, Take that meat hammer. <laughs> yeah, I was just watching Brickleberry, and there's a character named that. <laughs> just smash it and then turn it into a frisbee. Yeah, yeah, Brickleberry's great. I'm oh yeah, sure. I don't remember Meat Hammer, but I'm sure it's a great character. Hey, yeah, sure. Let's call it that. <laughs> All right, get your questions in, Kyle. See what you I, come uh, up what with. What do you mean? Huh? Oh, anything we missed? No, oh, I I'm thought you were going to come up with your own questions. Oh, I have to come up with my own. <laughs> you, that's All what right, you no, said you, you were going to do. Percent. No, that was I'm the... not ready yet then. <laughs> not ready at all. All right, so in the spirit of the show, Ono Disc Golf, what is your biggest Ono moment in disc golf? Oh, I could choose so many. Hey, I mean, I'll listen to more. <laughs> Mount Pleasant, oh, okay. I'll do two. First one has a little bit of a silver lining. Mount Pleasant Open this year. Both of the rounds I threw below 800. Like, I don't know what it is about Mount Pleasant. I can't do well there. 
I could not do well there. And like wildier shorts, I should tear up. It's such a forehand dominant course. I can't do it. I don't know what it is. I can't do it. But wildier, here's the silver lining. Wildier shorts, hole 17. We've got like a three card backup with my buddy Austin behind me. We're chatting. And it's the longest hole on this, on the wildier, on wildier side. It's like 329 feet, maybe a 60 foot gap the entire way. And talking about my buddy Austin, he's just like, you just gonna go throw the Wonder Woman orc with a little bit of flip up. I'm like, yeah, that's that's the plan. And right out of my hand, I'm like, I'm like, that looks pretty good. Just skips right in for the A's. And it was the most chaotic thing. So we got three cards here, longest hole on the course. One of the guys picks me up and we're just freaking out. And one of the other guys who's actually a discman teammate aced literally the first hole that we were on. And and like, so it was just like, he's just sitting there just jaw dropped. He's just like, fucking congrats. You just doubled the distance on my ace. You nearly like tripled it. It was just the most chaotic thing. Wow. Oh, yeah. But whew, I don't want to talk about this, but I will. So um, I think this was 2019 Midland Open. I'm playing AM4. And first round, I threw a 944 rated round in AM4. So not Damn. a lot of people, not a lot of people like me because a lot of people didn't know. <laughs> yeah. A lot of people didn't know who I was at the time, but the ones that did know me, they're like, yeah, we don't know what just happened. <clears throat> so I've got a five-stroke lead, and hole 15, it's just like a short 200 feet, just an easy forehand. I went a little deep right, missed the birdie putt. I'm like, not even me to my, uh, I'm like maybe five feet away. And this was before they got the veterans at um, the veteran baskets at Midland. I yeah. threw it, looked down, just goes completely through. I'm like, yep, this is the beginning of the end. And sure enough, like it just went downhill from there. I ended up going into the playoff and losing the playoff for first. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah, that, that, I mean, taking <laughs> seconds, not that bad, but after coming back from a five stroke lead would be rough. Yeah. It's like I I know strangers uh, winning off of a seven stroke lead, but five stroke <laughs> gang losing lead is not a good feeling. Good learning experience. Oh yeah, it definitely was. It definitely taught me a lot about the mental game, but it was not good times at that time. For sure. Yeah, learning how to lose isn't easy, but no, it is important. Be, but it's something you have to do. For sure. Oh shit! I had a question. I lost it. I think he just does that to cover no, up that he actually. No, it's real. No, it's real. <laughs> Fuck. So this whole thought process is going to be in the podcast for two, right? Yeah, just, yeah. just fuck, fuck, shit, fuck. What did I do? Yeah, like damn it. Like <laughs> I don't know. Every time, man. Okay, let me think about it for a second. Fuck. Was there anything else that you wanted us to ask? Oh I yeah, I, I remembered you. it. Oh. I remembered it. Got oh, there. Okay. Okay, so one disc challenge. You have to do one disc for an entire course. You have to putt, you have to drive, do all the things. Pick your one disc for your one disc challenge. Depends on where I am. If I'm at Wix Midland, good answer. Freeland. <laughs> if I'm at like Wix Midland, Freeland, or like any of those courses, it's a pig all day. If I'm at a longer course, I'm probably going at least a sidewinder. I can normally do a good chunk with my sidewinders with getting them to look like I just threw a backhand or just a nice, easy, just dead straight. For sure. Yeah, I think yeah, that's no, I mean, like a roadrunner, so I feel you. Yeah. That's it? That's all we got? Yeah, that's all. I mean, that was my, yeah, I felt like that was a good question. but Good, no, no I'm about it. I just wanted to make sure you weren't thinking of more. <laughs> no, that's all I got. What tournament in the next season are you most looking forward to? Ooh, I think going down to Ledgestone again. That was just one of the most genuinely fun weekends I've had in so long. Like me, <laughs> just because it was me, Tony, Mike Schiller, Todd Lewis, and Amanda Mathis rooming together. 
and it was just such a great time great people and then we had like Oscar Gutierrez and Andrew Savage not too far away so we hooked up with them one of the nights went out to a barcade and everything Tony's gonna make me take another shot of my lords I know that I'm really not looking forward to that but still going to be a ton of fun and just just because of like the outside the tournament part that's probably why I'm most excited for it there's a couple I'm like looking forward to like getting back at Freeling, getting back at Wix, playing open there. I'm looking forward to like getting another shot at those. But just for how genuinely fun it was, I'm going to say Ledgestone. I'm about it. That's a good way to like end it is like kind of looking forward to next year. Yeah. You know, like is there are you, are you having a big next year? Did you did you in comparison to this year? Are you thinking you're going to do more tournaments? I'm less tournaments? going to try doing around the same amount. Because I think I still got like 20 events in all year. I w- what I want to do is I want to do a couple more open events. Like I did um, Wix, warmer days at Wix, I was in open. And one of Brent's Wix throwdowns, I played open. And I would like to start like getting my name out. Like, I, like putting my name in there. Like I should be at least very, at the very least in these local events, I should be playing should play open and I want to prove that I can compete in open, which I truly believe I can. Well, for sure. Yeah. And I always feel like even, even if you're always not 100% ready to be there, it's always better to play against people who are better than you than people who are worse than you. I, I will. I always play up. Like if I'm playing am three, I play to that level. If I play, if I play am two and am one, I play to that level. I won't necessarily say I played, level of open but i definitely played better than what i normally yeah. do well, i hope your uh 2022 season is fucking sick dude thank you as well as you guys keep up your the keep up the good work with the podcast and everything this it's been fun listening i'm very happy that you guys brought me on yeah we had a blast talking you to you yeah thank you do you want to you want to last the last question oh where can our audience check you out we got two Instagram pages got Garza one one two eight five zero. We got Garza Disc Golf. Which reminder: we are coming close to five hundred followers. I believe I'm at like four seventy four right now. We will be doing a giveaway of a uh, Dankhouse Dies Rock Three and two um, resin minis from Disc Golf and Pour. So go check them out too. Disc Golf and Pour is always awesome. Um, find me on TikTok, Garza Disc Golf. Find me on YouTube, also Garza Disc Golf. Uh, I do have a Facebook page. I'm not that active on it, though, but go check all those out. I'm hoping to get back into some streaming, so if you want to check that out, I am Dreefish. I play a bunch of random games, most likely drinking at the same time, so those are always a fun time. I talk some disc golf there, too, or edit while just streaming and talking to people. 112850 at discmarin.com will get you 10% off. So buy some plastic. Buy some plastic. Buy that good old discmarin plastic. Play them cool stamps, plenty in stock, bunch of cool merchandise and such. Hell yeah. But uh, Garza, it's nice, so nice to meet you, man. Much appreciated sure. coming on the show. Thank you guys for having me. Kyle, nice to finally meet you. Eric, good talking with you as always. Yeah, hopefully uh hopefully we'll see you around coming up in the winter. Yeah, I'll be back for a little bit. For sure. And if I'm uh, if you can get in the round with Tony when I'm back in Michigan, that would be fucking sick. Dude. Yeah, definitely let me know. Ma- definitely let me know. I might I probably bring out a camera and get some cross cross promotion. Absolutely. And even if we don't get a camera on it, I don't give a shit. We're just there to have some fun. Yeah, as always. Well sick. We'll talk to you soon. Yep, talk to you soon, guys. And that's today's episode. Yeah, no, first we have to be like, and then moving on to our interview. Or no, you are. And then. You do the interview. You did the, no, you did the thing already. Moving on to our interview. No, we're done with it. That was a great interview, Eric. And then. Yes, that was a great interview. Three. It was fun. One. (laughs) It was wonderful chatting with guards at disc golf. Hope to, uh get to play some rounds with him in the near future absolutely it was nice to actually put a it was nice to actually you know meet him and 
get a better. Yeah, you talk about them so much. It's you know nice to actually meet them. I guess Does that makes yeah, sense. Yeah. Yes, it. I mean, I think so. Am I, am I, saying, am I speaking I mean, English? Yes, that okay. was English. Okay. And that is all we have for episode 46 today. We talked a little bit about the new Fairway disc from Innova, and we had a wonderful interview with Garza from Garza Disc Golf. Thank you guys for tuning in. I don't know if Kyle's doing plugs. I'm not. Episode 46 was the best episode we've ever done. Who gives a fuck about plugs besides Garza's plugs? Go check out his plugs. I guess if you want merch, go check out our merch. And that's pretty much it. Go follow us on Instagram. You guys are beautiful fucking people. We appreciate every single person who listened. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Can't do the show without you, so... See you guys next week. And we'll catch you on the flip side. <laughs>